Yins guys. Thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates in that. Today is May 23rd, 2021. Rough week for starting pitching in the L column. But we're going to have some fun tonight anyway, no matter what the count is. Let's go Bucks. What's up, Jake? How we doing, Bob? Doing all right. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's, I'm tired. <laughs> a little bit of a late one here tonight. Yeah. Uh, so that's why this wasn't out Monday morning. I'm a, I'm telling the future, and I'm not gonna get this done tonight. But dude, uh, rough week for them buckos, huh? For real. Overall, just rough week. Yeah. Some bad losses mixed in there. Some rough pitching, as to me, was kind of the big thing. But when you don't have your full offense, I felt like we were still in games when we were pitching good. And this shows that when both things are down, we're really bad. It gets ugly. (laughs) Drop two to the Cardinals. uh, Beat the Braves the first game. Mm-hmm. And then three straight, and they were you scored one run in all three of those games, and you give up twenty six and seven. But even this, even the six to one and seven to one games, I felt like we were out of them early. Yeah. Now the twenty to one was like a blowout, but it really was like twelve to one. And then we, you know, Wilmer Defoe gives up eight runs. Yeah. So twelve still- to one's a blowout. Wilmer Defoe makes it, you know, embarrassing. <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's only it still goes down as one loss. I know that doesn't matter to a team who's not competing to make the playoffs. Usually you would say, Oh, it's only one loss though. So we're still yeah. but wins and losses literally don't matter for the Pirates. For right? us. For for yeah. the Pirates right now. They don't matter. I mean, it's not like that L's gonna like, oh, it's only one loss. But yeah, but in a sea of losses. So right. That's usually an argument a team makes when they're 10 games over 500. Yeah. But for us, it's, it's what did you learn from that loss? Yeah, really? And that's what it. can you take away from it? So the one win, will crow still gave up four runs, but I felt like he threw good again. He's every outing he has. I feel like he looks okay, but then the deeper he gets in, it's just maybe a couple runs. This time it was three runs in the second inning, and that was it. And then it was just like, oh, he gave up one run later. But yeah. ultimately it was okay. And it was two home runs, right? A three-run homer, solo homer. Yeah. My favorite thing that probably happened, it was hard to find a favorite thing. that. Well, this is unfair to say this is my favorite thing. But one of the favorite, my favorite things in baseball happened against us. And I don't even know if you're if you, a lot of people probably don't even pay attention to it. Ozzy Albies hit a home run from both sides of the plate. Yeah. Yesterday, I think. Dude, it was. I, I, I I'm a big fan. I didn't get to watch that game. I didn't realize he'd done that. I saw the ball that he hit that almost hit off the plate. I saw him pick that one up and hit it out. Yeah, Tyler Anderson. Had, we've we've talked about him all year. How he surprised us. And. Acuna hits a grand slam on a ball 
Mm-hmm. Ozzie Albies hits a two-run homer on a ball. Mm-hmm. And then he throws the very next pitch, which I'm, I'm sure he'd like to take back. But the very next pitch to Riley, another home run. And it may have been a strike, but if so, at the very top of the zone. Yeah. Talk about frustrating. Because he really, I mean, he still got himself into situations to have guys on base. So it wasn't his day. But it wasn't a nine-run bad day. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Because as a, as a guy who used to pitch, it it happens. I mean, he still yeah. struck out seven through five innings. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he was he wasn't throwing that bad. They were hitting good pitches, and that's been the Braves' thing all year. They hit home mm-hmm. runs. They're yep. leading the world in home runs. After today's games, the Braves have seventy eight home runs. The next team with the most, which to me is surprising. Who would you think that is? Well, I would typically think it would be the Dodgers, but they've been. Well, lately they've well, been but the Dodgers better, hit but all around though. Yeah, they're yeah. not just home run hitters. I normally I would think, oh, it's got to be like the Twins or the Reds or the Yankees or the Yankees. It's the Oakland A's. That was actually one of the ones I was thinking about because for whatever reason they usually do hit a lot of home runs. Well, they're second, but they're still ten home runs behind the Braves in yeah. one more game than the Braves. And then the Reds and the Red Sox. And then the Giants. And then the Twins and the Blue Jays. And then you get your into the typicals, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Stallings did not end up, we talked about last week, Stallings got hurt. He did not end up on the injured list, so all of those things that we were worried about didn't have to happen anyway. He actually uh, hit another homer, didn't he? He hit a homer his first at bat when he, yeah. <laughs> first at bat he came back. Uh, speaking of homers, before we get into the next thing, you got a key Brian Hayes update. Yeah, key key hit a hit a home run, second game back in uh, his rehab start. Yep, hit a home, opposite field dinger. Started his rehab uh, stint yesterday. That's good to see. That's mm-hmm. he's not eligible to join the box till the third June yeah. third. But it's I mean for him to have timing right now, mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. So a couple things uh, throughout the week, um, also that I want to mention. We did designate Troy Stokes Jr. for assignment, claimed Ildemaro Vargas off the Cubs, and he's gotten a few innings and a few at-bats already. And then and then the uh, Key Brian Hayes rehab assignments official, Austin Davis, left-handed pitcher, Chad Cool, uh, Sean Poppin, who they... I'm sorry, Austin Davis, Chad Cool, also rehab assignments. I didn't finish that sentence. Sean Poppin, who we designated, we traded to the Tampa Bay Rays for cash. So that one's that one's done as well. They signed TJ Rivera from the Long Island Ducks. I don't know the Long Island Ducks, but it sounds like TJ Rivera. I mean, he's a back backup infielder. He's I don't know. I would we'll imagine they're an independent league team. Yeah, like, that's my guess. So you know. it's just another one of those. Hey, let's flip a coin. We've got injuries, and the way that we have had to designate people, and we keep losing them, and then just claiming guys. This is just another claim, like yeah. Ildemaro Vargas and. Uh, Ben Gamble. But in the midst of all this, with Stokes going down, Ka'ai Tom gets hurt. He's on the injured list. Cole Tucker is back in Pittsburgh. 
Uh, I think he's, it's just a few innings, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that how much he's uh, going to play. I think he's there for depth. Yeah. I don't think he stays there. They've already used his option, so he can go up and down all they want. And he's a guy who I feel like could go up and down just because, I mean, it's better than just designating people and claiming people and all this stuff. So who knows? Um, Kyle Crick's back from the injured list. Trevor Cahill's on the injured list. I mean, it's just crazy. Again, everything's crazy. Yeah. It's it's almost to the point where it's just hard to keep up with the moves. Michael Feliz is gone. The Reds picked him up. Not sure if we covered that last week. Just a lot of moves. A lot to keep track of. But throughout this week and throughout the year, uh, we wish we could say this about Moran, which we were for a while, and Hayes. But Frazier and Reynolds are who we thought they were. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> Dude, they're yeah. just... They're ball players. Adam Frazier, he just hits, and he continues mm-hmm. to hit. He's at 335 right now. He leads the major leagues in hits. The majors, not not the National League. He leads the major league in hits. And Brian Reynolds leads the major league in doubles. So... It's not all bad. These are the guys that we said. Yeah, but these guys are going to be good. So yeah. watch them. Adam Frazier is in the middle of so much. Ninth inning, Adam Frazier leads off with a hit. How's he, by the way, how's he leading off every time we need that run? <laughs> and he leads <laughs> off with a hit. And then we yeah. end up, you know what I mean? The other day, the last week it was he leads off with a hit and then he gets thrown out of home, but we still end up winning. He hmm. does it again. And then even today, leads off the game with a hit. Brian Reynolds hits a double. Well, technically Newman scored on that because he he did the bunt and then they got Frazier out. But the, anyway, the point is he just continues to hit. And Brian Reynolds yeah. continues to hit doubles. And he's back. Well, he was over 300. I think he just dipped under. Yeah, it says 298 right now. But but that's like that's going to be Brian Reynolds. I feel like he's just going to bounce around between 280 and 300 and have a, another great year. And, yeah. And to be fair, that's good. About, that's a good batting average right now. Oh, Two, yeah. 280 is the new 300, what 300 used to be. Right. You know what I mean? Or, or maybe 285, but that's like most guys used to. There's only a handful of guys with 300 anymore. Yeah. Maybe we'll get into that later. But Adam Frazier, Brian Reynolds are still performing at a high level and playing very well. You just can't say the same for the rest. Now, I, just to say this too, he, Brian Reynolds leads the, the majors in doubles with 16. Adam Frazier has 14. So he's technically he's tied for fifth because there's there's three guys with uh with 15 doubles. But like Frazier's right there. Yeah. And he is tied for second in triples. Now that's not enough. I mean he's one home run. It's not enough to get his slugging percentage up. Right. When you see, when you, you get to that point, and maybe even the Pirates are out of a game, but Frazier's leading off the next inning. I mean, for me, if I'm about to turn the game off, I'll I'll wait and I'll watch him hit. Let's see if Frazier right. and Reynolds can get a run in and then I'll turn it off. Yeah. If I'm going to turn it off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got something else to do. You know, I'm just not. That's the way they're playing right now. Yeah. 
Speaking of the consistency of those two, looks like Mitch Keller's still being consistent. He's good and then bad, then good, bad. Still every other start. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so we mentioned Anderson and you brought up Keller. Uh, another pitching start is Brubaker. Uh, pitching note, not start. The starting pitching has been rough, but but yeah. yeah. But Brubaker has had back-to-back rough starts for a guy who really hadn't had a rough start yet. Right. Not in the terms of what we've seen. Sure. You know, but five runs and then seven runs, and it's like, jeez. Uh, he'll bounce back. Sure. But it stinks. He had a guy that was like a either a low three or a sub three ERA, and now he's sitting over four. And if you're if you're not a fan of Pittsburgh, or if you're just a casual fan and you're not looking at things like this, and then you go look and you say, "How's the starting rotation doing?" Well, now you're going to see fours and fives, and you're right. not going to see that bright spot where you say, "Oh, this Brubaker dude's dealing." No, he has been dealing. He had two bad starts, and now his ERA is blown up. Mm-hmm. Or you know, Tyler Anderson, outside of Brubaker, has been our best pitcher. Now he's at like 472 or something. Yeah. And it's like, well, he looks like he's having a terrible year because of an okay start and then the nine run start. What's going on? I got a Band-Aid to put on? On what? On that? One, two, three. Let's go, Bucks. There we go. Perfect. All right, go to bed. What? <laughs> Seriously, go to bed. Well, you t- go talk to your mom about it. She's going to be mad because I like, came out like two times already. If I were you, I'd go to bed then. If you stop at the fridge and grab a grape, I'm not going to say anything. Huh? Can I take a few breaks? I won't know. I won't know either way. I'll go get whatever I need. Good idea. (laughs) It is 20 after 10. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, go to bed. All right. You're saying this to your daughter. I know. I know. But did you hear? I said, go tell your mom. She's like, I'm not telling her. Yeah. I've already been up twice. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, yeah, I mean, rough, rough starting pitching. So uh, it's basically all we're going to talk about for the games this week. I mean, <laughs> there's not much to say. We got shelled 20-1 to 1 one game, and it was bad the rest of the way. Yeah. Adam Frazier is starting to get these questions. I mean, he's leading the majors in hits. He's basically on fire. Mm-hmm. And the other day, they asked him about superstition, and I'm I'm gonna play this because it is hilarious. I'll, uh, I mean, I got a list that's that long. So, so uh, I mean, it goes with putting your toothbrush right on the right side of the sink, the left side of the sink. You got, you know, which side of the toothpaste is facing upwards that's what it starts you know at the beginning of the day um 
I would put my pants on every day when I come to the field, getting ready for the game. Um, which foot I put on the bench to tie my cleats first because I don't tie my cleats until I get out in the dugout. Um, to what bat cubby I put the helmet in, to what batting glove I put on first, to spray my hands with the stick stuff first. I mean, and then if it doesn't work for a few at bats, you change it. You change something. And then if that works, then you keep going once you change it. And then you change the bat. If the, if the one one little cubby doesn't have any hits, you change it. If a shower doesn't have any hits, you change it. If a shower has hits, you wait on somebody to get out of that shower before you get in it. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's a few of them. So he says that that's a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I loved this. This was funny. And the Pirates did it right when they – they tweeted this video and they said they used the Yogi Bear quote. Uh, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. <laughs> Dude. I mean, that's funny. the fact that he says it's a few, right? Right. I mean, I just think that's the biggest thing at the end. You resonate with any of this? A little bit. I mean, I see it a lot. Uh, the toothpaste? I'm just, I'm, I've, I've never every, heard that. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> when I was in college, we always had, like, you, you know, how, like, Ohio State does the scarlet and gray game or, you know, all that stuff for football. We we did the red-blue series when I was in college. And, and we did – I actually got to play the field. I was mostly a pitcher when I was in college. I was a relief pitcher. But – I actually played, got to play the field because we split our team into two teams. And in the first game, it was a three-game series at the end of our fall season. And in the first game of the series, I hit a home run. And it was a morning game, and I had eaten uh, Lucky Charms up at the cafeteria. So one of the guys I was eating breakfast with that morning had told me tomorrow morning, you're going up to the cafeteria and you're eating Lucky Charms again. Yeah. I said, done deal. <laughs> we went up. I mean, I, I didn't hit another home run in the series, but, you know, I still got a couple hits. So, I mean, it, it, superstitions everywhere in baseball. It's, it's it a, has it's a been. big deal. Yeah. It has been for a long time, and I think it's one of the things that – and it's in sports. Let's not let's – yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not trying to claim that it's only a baseball thing. However, it has been such a thing – for baseball players. And I think it's just because you play every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the guys, like the NFL guys who say on game days, I do this. That's like the starting pitchers in baseball on mm -hmm. days that I start, I do this. Right. And so they have that even, I would say, especially for pitching, they're on such a routine mm -hmm. that they almost have to be the, like that. Things have to sure. be so routine that you would almost default to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we used to, uh, me and Joe, me and my best friend Joe, we always did the same warm-up routine every game. We would do our normal throw. We would do long toss. But during our normal throw, we each would throw one curveball. He had a nasty curveball. Mine didn't break, but we threw him. <laughs> and we would do our long toss. And then when he, I was on the line, and when he would come in 
as he would come in, we would continue to throw and continue to get shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter until he would throw one and peel off to go down the line. And I would catch it, throw it behind my back to him. I'm trying to remember it. Either way, he would end up with the ball. He would take, I don't know how many steps. I wonder if he actually counted his steps. That was that routine. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then he would just throw, without looking, just throw the ball straight up in the air. And I would be behind him in stride, catch the ball. And that was, you know what I mean? That was our routine. And we did it. Right. And we ran off, I think our senior year, we ran off like, might have been our junior year, either way. We ran off like 13 wins in a row doing this. And when yeah. you lost that first game, we'd change one thing about it, mm-hmm. which is like what he said. You change, you know what I mean? So like, yep. yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Uh, I, if you know, the guy who has been struggling, gets up to bat, hits a double that ties the game and everybody in the dugouts like, dude, you're <laughs> when he took his batting gloves out of his back pocket, his blinker was on back pockets, hanging out. Mm-hmm. You better believe that guy went back up to bat with his back pocket hanging out. You know what I mean? Like that. It's right. just, it's always that way. Whatever gets the job done. Whatever. And it's obviously there's no like power right. in that, but there is a mental thing that says, oh no, I did all of these things. I feel good about these at bats. Right. It's another it's level of effect. confidence. Yeah. I love that, that, that whole thing though with him. Yeah, going through that, great. it's so funny. I the the toothpaste thing, I don't. I think he, what he means is when he squeezes it onto the brush. You think that's it? He has to have the certain side up. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the side up. I didn't get. I think it's when he's putting the toothpaste on the brush. Either that he has or, to either see the logo or not see the logo. Or when he's when it's setting, if he sets it on the sink and not like in a. A holder. But he said something about the side up. Right. Well, if he puts the label up when he puts it on the sink. Oh, like the toothpaste. That'd be like actual toothpaste. Yeah, I don't know. That one that one to me. And <laughs> it's so funny. I'd love to hear more of that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Just that kind of um other major league players saying what they do. I thought it was interesting that he, he doesn't tie his shoes till he gets to the dugout. He did, really? I, he wasn't even putting his shoes on. I think is what he was saying, right? He didn't even put his cleats no, on he until he got there. He put his cleats on, but he didn't tie his cleats till he got to the dugout. Oh my gosh! I mean, he ain't walking from the clubhouse to the yeah. in his feet, and you know, with no shoes. Well, on. you don't know if he, yeah, but you don't know if he changes. But if he doesn't put his cleats on until he gets up there, then he takes his other shoes off, puts his cleat. I don't know. Yeah, That's what I, I thought, but he goes through it, and he, I mean, he even just said, "I put my pants on." But they didn't even finish that thought. He just said he puts his right. pants on. And it's like, right. I'm sure he means he puts his pants on a certain way. Right. But, yeah. dude. I always had the same routine when I went up to bat. I'd put one foot, I, uh, I'd put my right foot in the in the box. I'd spin the bat with one hand. I'd touch both corners of the plate. Look, you know, then get, get all set. But, you know, if I didn't do that, I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. It was every pitch. Every pitch. Between every, every between every pitch. I don't know if I had anything like that. I don't remember. I know that if No. No, you got to go to bed.
talk to mom, then came back up here. Is that your story? <laughs> to tell you, to ask you actually. Okay. If you could do something for me. What is it? Don't sleep with me. If you want to do it, then say a yes. If you don't want to do you it. You gotta tell me what it is. You don't know what it is, so you pick yes or no. I can't until I know what it is. <laughs> you may think I can do this on my own. I bet I I bet I will think that. But don't say it, okay? If I say it. Will you? Close my door in my room. <laughs> you can't close your door. It's just easier for me to go to sleep. If somebody else closes it? <laughs> no. I mean, That's like, a superstition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like... Hello? <laughs> Are you still there? <laughs> Go to bed. I, you know what would be really good? If you weren't in here. <laughs> if you were laying in your bed with your eyes closed. With my door shut. Intentional insomnia. All you have to do is fall asleep. It's lying in your bed. It's just easier for me to get up in bed in time. Okay? All right, hey, go to bed. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> go. I shower my throat. Close the door. <laughs> Near. Far. <laughs> this needs to be on video. <laughs> <coughs> oh my gosh. She's killing me. I'll be right back. Okay. Oh man. Hey guys, this is Jake. Thanks for being on the Bridge to Bucktober with us. To get connected and join in the discussion, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bridge to Bucktober. On Twitter, it's Bridge to Bucktober. That's Bridge, the number two, Bucktober. If you want to talk about something specific, shoot us a DM and let us know. We'll talk about it. Okay, we're back. That was fun. <laughs> So baseball had a pretty crazy week and so far a pretty crazy year if we really want to get into a couple things here mm -hmm. that are less pirates specific, but uh, baseball nonetheless. Uh, well, I don't know when, I don't know what day it was. Some, some, sometime this week, there was an event between the White Sox and the Twins where a young player... Your men, Mercedes, and the White Sox were winning by 11? Yes, 15 to 4. Mm -hmm. And so the Twins put in Williams Ostadio, which if you were watching the games that the Pirates played against the Twins, uh, they I mean, they went on and on. This guy's an interesting player. 
nonetheless. He's been in to pitch before Williams Ostadio. And it's been funny because he throws an EFIS pitch of like 47 miles an hour. Uh, this outing was a little bit different. It wasn't fun. He looked pretty ticked off the entire inning. And he was quick pitching like crazy. Mm-hmm. But the event that happened was he had a 3-0 count. He'd thrown three balls to your men, Mercedes. He throws the pitch. Mercedes takes him 430 to center field. Now all the things happen. Now, Ostadio kind of had this look on his face like, mm, mm. Like he kept saying like, okay, if that's what you're going to do. So he was clearly, it bothered him. Then the White Sox coach, I think he's like 79, right? Larusa is about <laughs> 79 now. Like a fit, yeah. like actually. There is actually a manager who was hired this year who's 79 years old. Don't get that, but it happened. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's in the Hall of Fame. Like he was, he was been away from the game long enough that he's already been inducted. And he comes out after the game and says he doesn't like what Mercedes did. The way that he said it, I mean, look up the interviews. The way that he said it was, I'll get into my opinion on it, but it was the way that he said it. And then yeah. there were some of his players that were asked about it. And then they had their things to say. And then he had things to say about what his players said. Dude, there's a serious disconnect between manager and players, it feels like. Yeah. Then the baseball world shot off into all the different arguments because everybody has a take on it. Uh, It goes to a couple different things. It goes to the unwritten rules of baseball. Everybody talks about them. Mm Mm-hmm. For me, it just comes down to whether it's a disrespectful thing to do or not. I don't like the term unwritten rules for that reason because it's like there's another way to say it. If you think that swinging 3-0 when you're winning by 11 and a position player is on the mound is disrespectful, then just say that. Yeah. Let's not say, well, that's baseball. No, well, no because there's been respectful and disrespectful people in baseball. Mercedes, I don't have a problem with him swinging there. There's a position player on the mound. The Twins have already given up. Right. So as far as the 3-0 count and swinging, the thing is, is I don't have, I I guess I say, is it respectful? Well, no, not necessarily. I'm not sure it's disrespectful because of the fact that they had a position player on the mound. I don't think it's disrespectful because did he bat flip? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't like set. he didn't do yeah. he didn't do anything extracurricular when he hit the home run. He just hit a home run. Dude, that's garbage time. And he's just going up there. And if he doesn't swing at that pitch, the next one's a ball. And then he walks the first. And then you got to start all over with the next guy. Right. And 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 Ostadio was not trying. No. He's just not up at all. there floating them in one after he was basically playing catch with the catcher. He was pitching so fast. Yeah. To me, that's more disrespectful than hitting a home run on 3 up. Yeah, I mean, I... I mean, they put you out there. I mean, at least you could do is give your team a little bit of an effort. Yeah, and you've already conceded at this point. Yeah. Which also makes you say, okay, well then, does Major League Baseball need to put in a mercy rule? You know what I mean? If it's the eighth inning and it's a 10-run game, the losing team has the option to concede. If you put it like that, and you put in the option, 
I guess it wouldn't be a horrible thing. It would have to be the losing team conceding because here's the difference here. Right. The Twins decided that instead of wasting their bullpen arms, Mm -hmm. they were going to put a position player out there. The White Sox still had to throw two innings with their real pitchers. Right. Now, they didn't have to. They could also put a position player out there, but at some point, you know what I mean? Like, if both of you have position players pitching and you're just up there throwing cookies. Then what's I, the point? What, what, what are we doing? Yeah. All we're doing is padding offensive stats for no reason at all. Right. And, and you're certainly not going to just, oh, I'm just going to get out on purpose. Right. No, because you don't want to hurt your stats on purpose either. Did we talk about the Rizzo and Freeman at bat from earlier this year on here? I know you and I talked about it. Either I way. So. Well, I don't remember if we talked about it on here or not. Either way, Rizzo, they had a blast, and it was garbage time. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining because yeah. Rizzo tried, and Dude, Freeman didn't ball. care that he didn't get out. Or that I'm sorry, Freeman didn't care that he struck out. Because, I mean, ultimately, I mean, the Braves won the game, so. Right. I mean, if it gets to the eighth inning, you have to get through seven. I I mean, I get that. Yeah. But uh, maybe it has to be both teams. But then again, if you're the one winning, why wouldn't you say, no, we want to finish this thing out. Let's get our guys some more at-bats and let's waste your pitchers so that I can beat you again tomorrow, which is actually a real thing. Like when the Twins put in a position player, it was to save pitchers. And as a as the team winning the game, you're like, now you're saving pitchers to beat me tomorrow and, and I can't swing 3-0 and hit a homer. Right. I think all bets are off at that point. Like, I agree. It, it, this can't benefit you and not benefit me. You right. know what I'm saying? That's where I'm at with it. You're being benefited by not wasting a bullpen arm. Then I'm going to go ahead and be benefited and hit you know get a homer or get a knock let's you know what i mean because it's not always going to be a home run i just i think it's ridiculous that any player in the major leagues can't get on a mound and throw 75 (laughs) it's just the idea that they don't do that if you want to throw your ephus pitch as a pitch that's fine but on three and oh and I've already thrown three EFIS pitches that were balls. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I should probably lay one in there and actually, you know, throw it. Do you think there's it. anything to do? Because I've heard a couple people say it. you think there's anything to do with, I mean, they were talking about it when Defoe pitched for the Pirates against the Braves, that he was up there throwing like 83-84. He couldn't quite throw a strike. Everything was high because he's elevated. He's sure. not used to throwing down. 100%. And so... He had to slow it down a little bit to 80 <laughs> to get it 80. down. Yeah. Still throwing 80. Right. Which I thought was impressive. That doesn't happen. Usually they say, don't go. But, that, but they said the same thing. Like, they were like, dude, throw 40 pitches. Like, he's going to be sore. Yeah. And position players, are never, position players are never sore. But you're throwing that hard for a lot of pitches. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the whole thing, I think it was really interesting to me at first, but it's it's really blowing up right now. And I just, yeah. to me, it's about taking the argument where 
like if you want to talk about it, I think it's good to talk about it. Like I think discussion is a good thing. That's why we're doing this. Yeah. But we just got to know what we're talking about here. And I think the problem is, is a lot of people are turning this into an old school versus new school thing. I don't think that La Russa is out of touch with the way the game is played today. I think La Russa is out of touch with the game. Right. Um, some of the older Buckos fans probably don't remember this because it's garbage time stat. But when La Russa was managing the Cardinals, I already forget his name. Thomas. Because he, Thomas, yeah, I mean, he wasn't a big name player, but he came up to bat 15 to three game against the pirates backup catcher, Keith Osick pitching three Oh count dude hits a home run. It's literally almost identical situation. And there's no coverage. There's yet yeah, nothing was, nothing was on record of him saying anything to him. I wonder if we, if the pirates threw at him the next day or anything. Yeah. They didn't say anything. The article I was reading didn't say anything about that, but because that's the other piece of this. Yeah. The twins the next day threw at Mercedes all the way behind him. I guess the, the, the issue I have with that is why did you take issue with it? So I would, I would be surprised and it's hilarious that nobody's bringing up the fact that Wilmer Defoe pitched. Everybody's still talking about this scenario, but they're not talking about the fact that the Pirates had a guy come in and gave up a grand slam and eight runs. Now, there was not a 3-0 pitch that I know of, but sure. I was trying not to pay attention at that point. I mean, and <laughs> and Defoe's like, I know it stinks that we're losing, but after four runs, he started to smile a little bit yeah. because he's like, I mean, I understand I'm out here and I understand what we're doing. And what can you do but laugh? Those right. hitters are not going to stop hitting. Right. And quite frankly, they don't have to. Right. They say in high school baseball. Uh, and, you know, the high school baseball team, I've been, I help coach. I'm not on a manager or anything, but, you know, he's told guys to go up there and strike out. He, and he'll tell them, I won't put it in the book. Uh, because you can just you know, not put it's, it in it's the just book. A key, right. Because it's high school base. This is major league baseball. These are paid players. It's, yeah. Everything's in the it's book. It's different. But I wonder how the position player thing plays into that. Because to me, once you bring a position player out there, you're not getting the advantage and, I'm, and, and, and telling me I can't have one. Right. You know what I mean? That's my... Well, I've heard... I've heard ex MLB players talking on TV about this, and they said, and they even say, once you put a position player in, all, all unwritten rules go out the window. Yeah. So Lance Lynn had a comment about, well, first off, Tony LaRussa basically came out and said that his player should have never done that. And it's like, okay, so that's how you feel about it. Yeah. But then he said, I, I gave him the take sign. I was yelling take because he was digging in and I knew he was going to swing. So whether or not he was yelling take, I've seen video of that. Either way, he came out and he said he gave him the take sign. If you want to tell me that you're mad at your player because you gave him a take sign he didn't take, I'm okay with that. As yeah. a matter of fact, I'm okay with that more from Tony LaRussa than I am Shelton. But for Tony LaRussa, a Hall of Fame manager who's won multiple World Series, 
Mm-hmm. And your mean Marcita is a guy who's or Mercedes, a guy who's in his first year in the majors. I feel like if Larusa gives you a take sign, you take. Right. Because that's all you know what I'm saying. Right. So he might be wrong in that way if that was how that played out. And if he didn't look down and get his sign, then that's also on him. He probably didn't have time. Just getting quick pitch. Get your sign. Yeah, but he had but technically yeah, he could no, have dug you. in forty seven miles an hour. He could have dug in, tied his shoe, and then swung. <laughs> I mean Bugs Bunny on the mound yeah so I think if he has a problem with his player he needs to talk to his player about it 100% and I've heard a lot of people make the comments about well what would have Bill Belichick said he would have mumbled it we're on to Cincinnati <laughs> <laughs> like we're not going to talk about it right there's nothing there uh, the whole Lindor thing earlier where him and McNeil got in an argument but then they blew it off because they're going to deal with it in the clubhouse like they should. Right. They don't have to talk about talk about that stuff to the media. No. So the problem is he said what he said, and that's his opinion. And then his players sounded off when they were asked about it, and they didn't like what LaRusa said. Well, then LaRusa says about Lance Lynn, one of his pitchers, that's why he has a locker and I have an office. I disagree with him. You could have just said you disagreed with him. Right. Why you got to say stuff like that? Yes, we should respect you, but not because you say we should. Right. You don't earn it by saying that. No. The other piece I heard about this, so obviously I want to make a couple things clear here. It doesn't matter what I think about swinging 3-0. It doesn't matter. That's an opinion. It's not a rule. That's an opinion yep. on what you think about it, and it is what it is. But a manager not, a manager not standing up for his players, I do have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. And then his players going back at the manager, I kind of, I, I even though it was deserved, I have a problem with that too. Right. You know, the other thing is the Twins threw behind him the next day. And I will say this again, doesn't matter what I think about that. It's fun to talk about. Sure. They sent him a message that they didn't like it. But that's and he it. Got, he, he got thrown out for it. You know what? He did, and he's getting suspended. But if you watch the video, he did not want to do it. You could tell. he was. I don't think he should be suspended. He was twitching. He was. I think he could make his argument. He was just following what his manager told him to do. Even at that, I, think, I don't think we need to be suspending pitchers for not hitting somebody. I think if you go head area, hundred percent, regardless of whether you hit him or not, hundred percent. If so, you go, if you go head area, I get it because we don't want guys out there head hunting. But you also need to have pitchers be able to stand up for their teammates. Yes, I'm still an old school frame of mind. With I don't have a problem with you throwing at a guy as long as you're throwing at the right spots. Like don't go above the shoulders. Don't yeah, go I below think the I'm, thighs. I think I'm as I'm I also agree with the old school. We both are. And maybe that's because we grew up National League fans. We like maybe. a little, you know, we like an old school brand of the game. I, I tend to like the strategy involved with having a pitcher and know like, hey, he's still dealing, but I, I gotta get him out of here. We gotta score runs and having to deal with that sort of thing. Um either way. I think that having this whole scenario 
turned into an old school versus new school type of argument is is the problem that I have with it because it would be considered old school to take that pitch. And that's what everybody's saying. Well, this ain't old school anymore. We swing at three O's. Okay, then that's who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but the biggest thing for me is that they're saying, oh, LaRusso's old. He's old school. He doesn't like that. The game's changed. But you got to remember that throwing your players under the bus is certainly not an old school thing. Definitely not. It is against old school for him to talk about his players to the media like that. That's yeah. not an old school thing. That's just an old man being grumpy. <laughs> that has nothing to do with quote unquote old school baseball. Right. And then for his players to fire back and then him to fire back again. Yeah. This can't be old school, new school because there's things everywhere. And then the twins throw behind Mercedes and Larusa says, I didn't see anything fishy about it. I think he missed this spot. I don't have a problem with what they did there. That's also not old school. That's, once again, this is an opinion, but that's terrible. If you yeah. can't tell that he threw at him to send a, a message and you sided with them, one of the biggest things about old school when you're talking about a manager is that you have your players back. 100%. There have been managers in baseball who've been thrown out of baseball games even though they disagreed with their player. Yeah. Just to show their player, I got you, man. And I'll tell him later, hey, man, you were wrong, but I got you. Right. I know that you believed that, so I stood up for you. And he's not standing up for anyone except for, no. I got an office. I yep. I convinced somebody to hire me at 79. <laughs> he's. I did look it up. He's 76. Okay. Still. I mean, that's still to your point. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so anyway, with a position player, I don't care. Swing away. I I, I don't care. You're probably going to get out more times than you're going to hit that home run anyway. Sure. So you're speeding the game up in that case. Uh, and it's interesting that you and I both said, maybe, maybe there is some kind of mercy rule we can put in. Because if I want to say I want to save my pitchers, then the other team ought to get to save their pitchers as well. Yep. And not make outs in garbage time when they when they don't have to. Right. So because I mean in in defense, I mean, like you said, three of he could have just as easily got out on that pitch. If it's anywhere close, I'm swinging. Yeah. I don't want you out there walking a bunch of us either. That takes even longer. Let's go home. Right. Yeah. Just get it close and I'm swinging. I'm, the issue with a mercy rule would be people paid tickets. But what are you watching? Right. Yeah, I that's tough to me too. Because you did pay a ticket. You want to see nine innings. Sure. But at the same time, the game's over. Right. A lot of people have already gone anyway. And you know what? If you're the home team, maybe you don't concede because because of that. Adam Frazier's leading off next inning. Let's go ahead and give the fans a chance to see Adam Frazier hit again. Because yeah. we said that about him is the only reason I brought him up, but. You know what I mean? Or, or you know, I guess it's still that same sort of thing. Now, I got a guy who's one home run away from 500. Let's give him at -bat, an at-bat. And maybe we'll have one thing to be happy about today. Yeah. It gives him the choice to say, hey, we're going to go ahead and throw up the white flag. We're done. Yeah. 
It's the eighth inning. We're not coming back. We're going to save our pitchers. We're going to concede this game. We're not going to play the last two innings. Let's go home. Back at it tomorrow. I don't know. It's yeah, funny. That is the greatest thing about baseball. Yeah, you're just back at it tomorrow, and that's yep. it. And that's the whole reason why there's the respect. Hey, we got to play these guys tomorrow. You're up there swinging at three zero, and guess what? The Twins won the game the next day, so they won this whole thing. And not only that, but the Twins are at the bottom of their division, playing against the first place team in their division, and the first place team just made them mad. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? Why would you give them something to motivate? Because the Twins should be good enough to come back here. Yeah. I'm I'm afraid they've buried themselves maybe, but it's May. They certainly could come back. Sure. And La Russa is losing his team in that clubhouse. That whole thing could fall apart. Right. The Indians don't have an offense. So unless they start hitting or go get some guys that can hit, now they're they're pitching. They're, they're always going to pitch. Right. So if if they hit, the Twins can't come back and beat them. But they, the the this White Sox thing can blow up. Yeah, all because of what just you gave them fuel, so they could be part of that. The Twins. Yeah, but the old school versus new school thing. I want to close with this. Don't make that argument because this story, this this event that's happening, this little thing that we won't remember about in a couple months, is. Very inconsistent. It's it's bad managing, and then it's then it's the conversation. But right, consider each situation individually. Don't put yourself in a box and say I'm an old school guy. So what do old school guys think about this situation? Oh, they think this. All right, then that's what I line up with because I'm an old. You can identify yourself as an old school minded player. Or fan. As I tend to do, I like the history of it. Mm -hmm. I like looking back and seeing Babe Ruth. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I like the history of it. I like seeing the way that they played the game at one point. The, the Ken Burns document uh, documentary is so boring for most people Hearing Buck O'Neill talk about Satchel Page is one of my favorite things. <laughs> and it really is. And maybe because it reminds me of, of our Pat telling us stories that yeah. we heard a hundred times. You know what I mean? And we still sat there and listened with a smile on because dude, because good stories. You like hearing the stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, there were some stories that he told me over and over again that I didn't want to hear. But the baseball <laughs> ones, I did. <laughs> Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Whether they were yeah. about him playing or whether they were about him watching somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was always a good. But anyway, I like that. Yeah. I like hearing about, uh, I mean, obviously there's a few for me with, you know, Roberto Clemente being a Pirates fan and everything. Right. And, and we have guys like that right now. Maybe not like that, but we have guys who are the best players right now and that are doing amazing things. And that's fun. I don't think they have to be compared. I think we can enjoy them both. Take all the situations individually for what they were and what they are. But don't say, well, I I like today's game now, so everybody back then was garbage because I want to be a proponent of today's game. You don't have to do that. No. 
And you don't have to say, I like old school bait. I like the bunt. I like the hit and run. I like the stolen base. Therefore, I have to have a problem with you swinging three out. No, you don't. Each individual situation as it is, as a baseball fan and as a person, this goes beyond this. Just because I like baseball doesn't mean I have to dislike another sport. Right. So it's out, you know, even outside of the game. Right. Oh, I, my favorite color is red, so I probably shouldn't wear a purple shirt. That's it. That's what I want to close with. That's a little bit of, a little nugget, a little, little food for thought, a little chicken nugget. It was a fun episode this week. Yeah. We got a little, we got a little, we got way off topic, you know, yeah. we got a six year old coming in, not going to bed, got <laughs> school in the morning. This is fun. Yeah. We don't do, I mean, I know some of ours are 30 minutes. Some of ours are an hour. We don't. This this one's two. Nah, it's, <laughs> we go, I'll break it up if it's two hours. We'll do two of them this week. Bonus episode. You got all week to listen to it. Pause it, turn it off, and then listen to the rest of another day. I want to tell you. Actually, you don't have all week because I'm not, I'm not editing tonight. You're only gonna have one last day to listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. Go Bucks!